0: Hello, this is Brooke from Axis Mundi, and welcome to Messages from the Medicine. Hello everyone, and welcome back. Today we have a very special guest on Messages from the Medicine, Kat Dow. Kat is a Family Constellation Therapy facilitator and I'm going to share a bit more about her here and then we'll get into the beautiful interview that is filled with so much wisdom that I really think will support you and that you will really enjoy. So Kat's life really only began to make sense at the age of 28, when a transformative experience in family constellation therapy opened her eyes to the impact of her family's history on her present. By separating her own experiences from inherited beliefs and traumas, she embarked on a journey to understand and heal the deep wounds that had shaped her family and were showing up in her own life. From generational birth trauma to immigration and war trauma, financial struggles, emotional abuse, to more complex traumas, Kat confronted the complexities of her family system with integrity an open heart and honor. Rejecting the notion of keeping family secrets hidden, she embraced her role as a cycle-breaker rather than the perceived black sheep. This shift allowed Kat to trust herself, speak her truth, and challenge the patterns ingrained in her family lineage. Now she turns to this transformative work whenever obstacles arise, seeking awareness, growth, and healing. By shedding light on unconscious beliefs and patterns passed down through generations, Kat has broken free from destructive cycles, paving the way for a brighter, empowered future for herself and her family. With a heartfelt intention to assist others, Cat offers her guidance and support to explore the stories, pains, traumas, beliefs, and patterns within their own family systems. Together, she dreams of a life for all, liberated from these cycles, helping individuals transition from feeling like outsiders to becoming courageous cycle breakers, one layer at a time. Okay, everyone, I am super, super excited to be here with Kat. And I've just been looking forward to this episode for a few weeks now since we scheduled it. And I'm just so grateful and excited. And I cannot wait to get into this and to share everything that Kat is going to speak about with you all. So, Kat, thank you so much for being here. It is such an honor
1: truly the honor is mine. I just adore you and you have made such an impact on my life through the plant medicine so it's an honor to to be here with you and
0: just to share all of this amazing information. Thank you so much. Okay so I know we have a lot we want to get into today. There's so many exciting pieces to this but let's begin because I know So some of you may have seen on Instagram that I had a constellation with Kat a few weeks ago, and I was sharing a lot about it. It was such a profound experience for me. It was the first constellation I ever did, and it was just so profound. And after that experience, I just wanted to have Kat on the podcast because it was just majorly um, healing, and I mean, I'm still moving through just the beginnings of it, but A lot of people in the community didn't know what family constellations uh, are. And so, Kat, just to begin, can you tell us what family constellation therapy is?
1: Yes. So um, I may abbreviate it as FCT also because it's a mouthful. When people ask me, like, what do you do? I'm like, well, I'm a family constellation therapy facilitator. And they're just like, what is that? (laughs) I'm like, well, let me explain. So essentially, family constellation therapy is a way or a modality to help identify hidden dynamics within a family system. And it really works to untangle any energy and enmeshment or entanglement within a family system by identifying the root cause of certain patterns, behaviors, and beliefs that most of the time will stem from a traumatic experience. And clients will usually come to me with like deep fears or belief systems or a felt sense that they've experienced something in their bodies, whether they did or not. And they're experiencing that in the form of a block. And they're feeling like they can't move forward in their lives. And of course, we know there's many different ways to move through blocks, but we're starting to see it's becoming more trendy now, but we're starting to see that the ancestral piece is actually extremely important for us. And we're seeing that most of the time, I would say nine and a half times out of 10, these blocks that we're experiencing are tied to the people in our lineages and their stories and their experiences. So the goal of an FCT is really to restore order and love back into a family system where everyone is in their proper role and place in the quote unquote family tree. Um, And my mentor has the best analogy for the way that family systems work and how FCT can be explained. And it's basically the idea that your family system is like a garden hose. So things like war or trauma or loss, miscarriages, early deaths, like other big and small T trauma experiences kind of kink the hose, which prevents something like life force energy and love to flow through everyone in the family system. And that life force energy is what connects you to your purpose, to love, to your truth, to your blessings, to magic, your connection with spirit, your soul, like all of the amazing things that you want. It's like source energy. And so when you're blocked from that, you feel stagnant and stuck in your life. And what I love about FCT is that it'll clean up 14 generations before you and after you. And that's not just epigenetically. There is also a huge energetic part to it, too.
0: That is amazing. I mean, that's huge. And 14 generations, I didn't know that. Wow. Yes. And
1: (laughs) it's amazing. There's a a YouTube TED talk by this um, scientist named Moses Sizif. And he talks about epigenetics in a really incredible way. And you start to understand the nature and nurture of how trauma affects our our physical bodies, our spiritual bodies, and it's important to stay rooted in both of those with FCT. I always tell people my philosophy is to have one foot rooted in the human experience, being trauma-informed and understanding things like psychotherapy and CBT and all the kind of, you know, other modalities that exist within the psychological realm, but also having a very deep foot in the spiritual, which I've been doing for the last three or four years.
0: I felt that in a profound way when I was working with you in session it was a deeply spiritual experience you were connecting so deeply with your spirit guides and your you know everyone you're working with and you're receiving messages from spirit and it was amazing amazing to witness such a spiritual experience So how did you get into FCT? And yeah, we can just call it FCT for uh, Family Constellation Therapy for everyone listening. If we say FCT, that's what we're referring to. So how did you get into it? It's actually a really funny story, but I want to
1: preface it by saying that I didn't get into this work to heal my family. I was very much in a low place and needed to heal myself. So my entire life, I've struggled with... um, depression very severely. Um, lots of weight issues. I had an eating disorder for 12 years. I really was raised to invalidate my own feelings, um, was really raised by good people with good hearts who had a lot of trauma that they never healed. And I didn't have the worst childhood ever, but I also didn't have an easy one either. And what resulted of my childhood I could go into it you know the ins and outs of it forever but what resulted was me in my 20s severely depressed overweight no sense of self no sense of direction or purpose I had been in like four different industries i had started like three different businesses all failed I was in a very toxic relationship I ended up marrying that person and then getting divorced struggled with suicidal ideation um, self-harm, eating disorders. I mean, you name it, whatever, whatever validated my pain and kept me stuck. I was very, very, very much in that. Um, and of course it manifested into a hundred different protecting, mecha- protective mechanisms and survival mechanisms. We could go into that forever. But when I hit 27, um, I had this massive wake-up call and I decided to get divorced I decided to move back to my hometown where I was from in San Diego. I was living in the central coast of California at the time. And I started embarking on this kind of self-love journey. And that went on for about a year. And I had been in the spiritual realm for, since my early twenties, but nothing like what started at 27. And I started getting a lot of signs and synchronicities. And despite all of how, all the beautiful spiritual things that were happening, I was not moving forward in my life. I was still struggling with my weight. I was still struggling with my body, my eating disorder. I was still struggling in relationships. Dating was a horrible experience for me. I was so rooted in my disorganized attachment, um, my abandonment, my rejection, my body image. And so um, I was actually dating someone at the time. Um, and it was a very short relationship, but he was a very sweet person. And I was crying on the bed. And this was obviously after my divorce. And I said, you know what? I feel so broken and empty. I've been through so much pain in my life. What is this all for? Like, what is, what am I living my life for? Because if this is how I feel now at 27, 28, I don't want to know what it's going to be like to live at 50 because this is so painful and I just it's almost like I spoke the words to spirit and spirit heard and was like let's go get the troops in it's time like I was like what is my pain for less than a week later I go visit my cousin who introduced me to the spiritual world and I said I'm really depressed I'm divinely homesick I don't want to be here anymore I'm in so much pain I don't know how to get through this and I think I need a life coach and she was like well I don't know a life coach, but I've been doing coaching with this woman named Carrie Ganya for six months and she does family constellation therapy. She also does like readings and stuff. She's like, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't vibe with FCT. I don't like it. I wouldn't recommend Googling it. I don't think it really works for me, but you know what? You may try to, you know, see if it works for you. So channeled, right? Like so channeled from her. She didn't even know. So I signed up literally the next day, I paid for it, contacted her, signed up for six months of coaching, didn't Google a thing. I actually almost forgot about the first appointment because I was like, I don't even, I'm so depressed. I don't even care. Like I have no motivation. And it was after the very first session, not only did I realize what I was here for and what my purpose was, and I had finally felt the vibration of purpose and fulfillment and not just the consciousness, but the vibration of it. But I realized through that one, two hour session that I was living a shell of who I really was, that my, that what I was living on the outside was based off of everybody else's stuff. And somewhere underneath that shell was the real me. And I, from that day, promised myself I would do whatever it takes or whatever it took to figure out who the real me is. And that's, that's the journey I'm still on to this day through this work.
0: Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. I didn't know the full story of what led you to this work. And wow, I got tears in my eyes when you were saying about your, your cousin was working. Yeah. Wow. That was just, I got tears in my eyes. Wow. What a synchronicity. Amazing. So much. She
1: still doesn't like FCT to this day. She's like, I don't <laughs> know. I can't vibe with it. And I'm like, well, thank you for introducing it to me because yeah. it changed
0: my life. It changed your whole life. Wow. That's amazing. So do you want to share more about how FCT has supported you personally? I definitely can. It may be a, a long response, but I definitely that's can. That's okay. Yeah. Anything you want to share?
1: Yeah. I mean, gosh, FCT, it, it, it has completely transformed my life in, in all ways. This modality really, um, it spoke to me on all levels, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. But firstly, I can say, as I mentioned, it showed me that all of the heavy stuff that I've moved through in my life has really been, and this was a hard one for me to wrap my head around, but it's been a choice I made as a result of my upbringing. I wasn't a victim. I was truly in some kind of choice, whether it was in alignment with me or not. And I remember I was was engaged to my ex-husband like seven years ago. And like I mentioned, I was really overweight, depressed, super, super unhappy. And I just like gave up. And I thought like this is going to be my life forever and I'll never really be able to feel happy in my life or content. And everything just felt like it was blowing up in my face. And I thought maybe some souls are just destined to be unhappy forever. Like I must have done something to deserve this. I don't know love. I don't know happiness. I don't even know how to choose to be different than who I am. And I felt so stuck. And I felt like even if I made you know, a huge life change, like moving somewhere, changing something about me, nothing would really help me get to where I wanted to be, like nothing would move me forward. So it transformed my life in that sense, because I realized the choices that you make are influenced greatly by something. And if you can shift your perspective on what's shaped you and see it in a different way, it can really support you moving forward. But Really, FCT brought me deeper than I thought I would ever be in the practice of Christ consciousness, which is something that a lot of people feel uncomfortable talking about, even I did. And for those who don't know, Christ consciousness is the energy of compassion, forgiveness, love and understanding. And in the in the beginning of my FCT journey, this was a really hard one for me because I rejected the idea of Jesus or church because I was raised in the Catholic Church my whole life. I was the he- like one of the heads of campus ministry. In high school, I used to go to church, like, and don't get me wrong, there are beautiful parts of religion, and then there are the dark parts that we sometimes have a hard time looking away from. And I remember uh, in the beginning of my journey, one day after a family constellation session I did, I was meditating, and it was a guided meditation from YouTube, and it was with my guides. And all of a sudden, I was kind of like ascending into the consciousness. I felt Jesus there with me, and he was so kind, And he was like this awesome, I still have the vision of it today, like standing in front of me, there's stars behind him. We're like in this cosmic thing. I wasn't microdosing, but it might might as well have been. It was like an awesome older brother that you look up to. And he like comforted me and told me that I was not alone and that he would be there for me if I needed him. And he was almost like nodding to me in approval of the work I was doing. I can I had like a whole, it was like a 45 minute meditation. That was just like the beginning, but I came out of the meditation and I thought I had made it all up. Right. That's like the imposter syndrome of when you're getting into the spiritual world. So then right after I was pulling tarot cards from a deck that I still use called the journey of love. And I pulled the Christ consciousness card and I totally threw it back in the deck. I was like, this is this. I did not want to acknowledge the idea of Jesus. I was like in such denial. And then I went back to do this work on myself and, and like, Put, I, I, put the, I put the card back in the deck, basically. I was like, I'm going to choose again. And the card flew out of the deck. And I was like, okay. I was flooded with emotions. It was almost like I could feel Christ consciousness with me. I read a, a little bit more about Christ consciousness that, that night and realized that if I was going to be doing this work on others, I had to teach myself these same principles And I couldn't stay stuck in my anger or the resentment of my family. And I would really have to learn to see my family in a different light. So I was going to lead by example that we cannot heal through anger and resentment and we cannot heal our families that way either. And that was a really big pill for me to swallow at first because anger and resentment gave me the, the, one, the validation that my pain was valid because I had been gaslit about my emotions my whole life. And so getting angry was like my way of being like, F my family, like F the things that happened to me. But even deeper, what it it did for me is it gave me separation that I needed to protect myself from my family, which is really at the core of it. And so I had to step into my family's shoes through this work or in this case, as you know, onto their papers. And really understand what happened to them that caused them to be a certain way, which ultimately affected the way that I was raised, which then affected the choices I made, which then affected the life I was living, which was completely out of alignment with who I was. So that's kind of my long-winded answer of how it supported me, because I could say, I could tell you a hundred small different ways of how it's affected me, but really at the end of the day, it is the Christ consciousness of compassion, love, forgiveness, and understanding
0: And let me tell you, Kat, when I connect with you or I see you on social media, I feel that from you so deeply. Like it makes me want to cry. You emanate love. Love radiates from within you. And it's why I felt safe enough to do this session with you. This is something I would maybe be Quite nervous to do with someone else, but I just felt so safe doing this with you. And I was able to show up so authentically and so vo- vulnerably. I can feel all of this work that you've done and it radiates from within you.
1: Mm, thank you so much. It's so sweet yeah. of you to say. Yeah, it's been a deep journey. And, and I want to touch on something else too, because this always comes up when I talk about Christ consciousness. Well, there's two things. One, you don't have to believe in Jesus in the biblical way, to believe in something like Christ consciousness, you can believe in a vibration of energy and still resonate with Christ consciousness. And the second thing is that you don't have to be amicable or be in conversation or in relationship with your family to experience love, compassion, forgiveness, and understanding with your family. In fact, a handful of the people I work with are estranged from their families and they are still able to experience Christ consciousness because they're able to step into the shoes of what happened to others and learn to love themselves regardless of what happened to their family. So some people are ready for Christ consciousness when it comes to experiencing a relationship with their family members. And some people are okay with honoring their boundary of whatever relationship they want to have with their families, but then allowing that Christ consciousness to come through them for themselves too. And it does always ripple out. It's just, this work will really support you in love in general. So thank you for saying all of that. It really, really means means a lot because I struggle with the love thing. You know, we all do. Our ego wants to, to check us out of the love and to keep us angry and to protect ourselves. And I still struggle with it to this day, but it's, a, it's really beautiful to hear your feedback. So thank you.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. And what you just shared is is so important, right? Like you don't have to be connecting with your family to, to experience this and to experience healing. There's actually a book called The Way... Of The Heart. Have you heard of it? No. It is a three-part series channeled book by Jesus. But also when you start reading it, Jesus will say like, it's not just me speaking to you. There's other beings who are part of this, but I'm like the main, I'm the main one. I've started reading the first one called The Way of Mastery. It's a ama- it's it's like mind-blowing, heart-opening, like crazy, crazy, crazy. Jesus says that um you know, he speaks a lot about forgiving ourselves and and others and how we do not have to physically be with someone or even speak to them for forgiveness to occur. And for healing to occur and that, you know, it's like it's a quantum field and we're all connected all the time. And whether someone is alive or not or here physically or not, we can have this healing. And so, yeah, that just reminds me of what you're speaking to.
1: I'm totally writing it down to read it because I'm like,
0: how do I not know about this? Oh, my goodness. So I had never heard of it until only a few months ago. Like, I guess, like six months ago, I found out about it. And I bought it and I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. But I've been reading it very slowly. I'm like a very slow reader. I just kind of dip into it when I feel called. It's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I feel like you'd probably love it. Yeah. So what led you to want to become a Family Constellation Therapy facilitator? This is going to be the shortest answer (laughs) of this
1: podcast. I just knew. (laughs) I just knew I was so inspired by this work and the huge impact it had on my life. And it gave me so much hope that maybe one day I could be truly happy and really actually love myself and really stop repeating certain behaviors and patterns in my life and, and connect with my soul's purpose. And very shortly, actually, after I did my, my first month of coaching, um, part of the coaching with my mentor was she would give me spirit led messages every week. So about a month in, she said, you need to start connecting with spirit every day. That's part of this work that you're going to do and connect with your intuition. And you just wake up in the morning and just talk to spirit. I was single. I didn't have a dog at the time. I was living alone. I was kind of transitioning out of my old job. And I was like, okay, I have time for that. So my yoga mat lived underneath the windows in my studio apartment and I had sage and crystals and incense and books and tarot cards everywhere. And I would wake up every morning and spend an hour speaking to spirit. And very shortly after that time, I did an FCT and spirit showed me a tree, like the vision of a tree. And they were like, this is what your life is this work. It's like rooted in your, in your purpose. And then I was pulling um, some star seed Oracle deck cards and I pulled, I asked spirit to show me what is my purpose. And I got a card But then I channeled a message about being a healer. And this is going to sound like the weirdest thing ever, but I was listening to the Moana soundtrack at the same time. And it's like every time I hear the Moana soundtrack and then I think about pulling those cards and it had water and it was like this whole Moana vibe. I realized in that moment that was like the first time in this lifetime, my connection to my higher self immediately activated. And I was like, I'm a healer. I don't know how I know this, but I'm a healer. And from that day on, I was like, this is what I'm here to do. I don't care if anyone thinks it's weird. I don't care what people think. That You know, obviously, I had some moments, but I was like, I know what I'm here to do. And it was just a knowing, and I didn't have to question it.
0: Oh, yes. That resonates so deeply. I mean, you are a healer through and through, and getting to witness you in your work was such an amazing experience for me. And yeah, I just... I. I just felt like, oh, my goodness, you are exactly where you are meant to be. Like, it felt like destiny. Just watching you in action was so amazing. Thank you. So I'm really curious about your own self-care in doing this work. After my session with you, I was just reflecting on what it must be like to do this work as the facilitator. And I just was like, oh, my goodness, I have to ask Kat more about this because there's so much involved on your end. You're very active in session. And so I was wondering, like, are there a certain number of constellations you do a day or in a week? And like, you can't go beyond that. And how do you take care of yourself afterwards? I would just love to know more.
1: So for everyone listening, your first session will always be two hours, and after that, you can book a two-hour session, but the shortest amount I'll do is 90 minutes, because as you know, Brooke, you need enough time for the intake, you need enough time to identify the 50 different puzzle pieces that I'm going to put together to show you where the pattern is and what's stuck. I mean, we could get into the whole thing, but honestly, the best way I can answer this is that having energetic hygiene is extremely important for this work, although... I will say being an empath my entire life made me nervous to do this work. Um, But once I started finding momentum with confidence and doing sessions early on, I realized that, like, I naturally just don't take on people's stuff in sessions. And that's how I was like, I was kind of like made for this, you know, like, given my chaotic childhood and being raised around a lot of big emotions, I feel like that actually strengthened my ability to hold a lot of space for people and this is actually something I learned about myself during yoga teacher training a few years ago I remember a teacher said like yeah you have the ability to hold a lot of space confidently and like hold that masculine container so it all kind of made sense when I was you know doing that but then it made even more sense when I was listening to people talk about their deepest darkest secrets and traumas and I was able to hold space for them without taking it on but that being said energetically things do affect me for sure um i would say the one side effect of doing this work and and all parts of a session really is that i get very tired it takes a lot of my energy going into showing up for a client in this way and holding space for some really deep stuff and you know i also have a very fruitful life outside of my work. And if I don't have energetic boundaries, I would be a complete mess. I really need balance. That's, I remember when I was in like sixth grade, I told my mom, I think my, I think as a person, like God gave me, you know, through the lens of like religion, I need to learn that God is teaching me that I need balance. And from sixth grade on, that's like been my mo. Like I just need balance in all parts of my life. Um, but before a session, I will cleanse my energy with sage. I do Archangel Metatron's heavenly light of prayer, uh, light before me, light behind me, light at my left, all of that. I say that three times. Um, and I do that with my, I have like a selenite plate that is, has sacred geometry and engraved in it. So I place my hands on there and I do that. Sometimes I'll feel called to Reiki myself, kind of open up my channels if I'm having a little bit of like a lower vibration day, just personally, Um, Or I'll listen to frequency music to prepare like I'm really just kind of attuning myself to being centered. And I want I just want to be like a pure channel for the client. And then after that, I always use Archangel uh, Archangel Michael rather to cut any chords created during the session between me and the client that not are not in our highest and best good. I will always ask the same for the client. I call my energy back to me with a prayer and I'll always speak to spirit after, and I'll thank them. I'll thank them for the ability to do this work. I thank my ancestors. I thank the client's ancestors. I thank both spirit teams and guides and higher selves. And then sometimes, and this has been more recently lately, because I feel like being in Colorado, I'm, I'm like channeling so much more energy than I was in California, but I'm having dance parties a lot after sessions, which are like a must to call my energy back. But it, yeah, that's kind of like what it usually looks like, but at most, I will do two sessions a day. Maybe I'll throw in an ancestral sh- chakra reading in there in the day. But at most, I can only do two a day.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was thinking like even one a day is a lot. Yeah. yeah. It Amazing. Is. But it, it's such
1: an honor. Like it really is such an honor to be able to witness people. Because I understand I've been in the client's shoes before where you're in a dark place and you're confused and you're blocked and you feel like you can't understand the root cause of why something's happened and you're frustrated and you've got all these emotions that society or your family has taught you to be ashamed about or embarrassed about. And I just try to hold space with with as much love and compassion and understanding as I can. There's nothing that anyone can come to me with in a client that I would judge or that that would cause me to have an emotional reaction. Um, I think spirit initiated me a lot in the beginning with some really intense client stories that kind of just attuned me to, well, this happens more often than I want to admit to families and to people. And we're used to it now. And like, this is what you're going to, you know, be used to hearing. Um, And I was just kind of like, okay, this is, yeah, this is,
0: this is what it's going to be like. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, I, I felt that so deeply in my session with you. I wasn't expecting to share everything with you. Not that I wouldn't, but like, I just didn't think I was even going to go there. And then I told you everything. I told you all the things and I felt so safe doing it. Like Mm. I I couldn't have felt safer and I felt safe afterwards too. Like I didn't even have a vulnerability hangover of any Mm. sort. I was just like, yeah, that was just super safe to do. I'm so happy to hear that
1: because um, trust is a very important value to me. I think for me, going through talk therapy my whole life, I always wanted to feel like I could trust my therapists, And I was presented with a lot of therapists I could not trust. And it really, really, really hurt. And so going through those experiences... I realized if you're going to do this work, you need to have integrity with your values. And that means doing what you need to do to be a centered, soft, and loving channel for someone else to feel and you know I work with a lot of mother energy like I've had a lot of mediums and people that I work with tell me you will feel even if you feel purpose now when you become a mother it's going to like explode your whole world I just did a kundalini session right before this and my spirit baby always comes in and my friend who does the kundalini for me she started crying and she was like you're gonna be such a good mom and I'm like oh my god like Can we slow down? I'm not ready for that (laughs) yet. But it's that I work very, very closely with Mother Mary. Mm. I've got two statues of her next to me here. Like mother energy is very, very, very important to me. I think a lot of us struggle with our relationships to our mothers. So if I can channel that safety for someone in a session, that is like very important to me.
0: You 1000% do. Oh, it makes me happy. Thank
1: Mm -hmm. you.
0: So let's get into what types of things can FCT support people with? Um, Because some people are just brand new to this work, or maybe they know about it, but they don't really know like why they would book a session, like what for. So let's get into this some more.
1: There are a handful of things, but I will kind of list off the more prominent ones that people will come to me for. So Romantic relationships is probably number one people want to find their true love, they want to find an aligned relationship, or they are looking for clarity in their relationships. That's number one weight, or any kind of like eating issues or weight issues. Money and business, those have been some big ones. And actually, money is probably the easiest thing to heal, in my opinion. Because wow. yeah, because actually money itself is a it's a monetary vibration or a value of a, a belief. So really with money we get rooted uh-huh. into beliefs, but money itself is like the easiest thing. Um, wow. babies, I have like I can't even tell you how many women have come to me trying to get pregnant and get pregnant like a few months later because. their their spirit babies are making it very clear and I've gone on tangents about this but spirit babies these days are coming into pure channels they have a huge purpose for this new earth that we're all creating and uh, they want to they have I mean if we think we have a big purpose right now clearing all of this stuff up they have an even bigger opportunity to rebuild and they need mothers and families that are going to accept and love them for their purpose so Spirit babies are directing their moms into this work and it's really beautiful. Um, A lot of people will come looking for fulfillment or clarity or purpose in their life. Um, Health issues is another huge one. I actually use a lot of FCT for my health issues with um, the thyroid and the endometriosis. Like I've, I've used it for a lot of health issues. And then... Because of the nature of this work and how many generations we can actually go back, we do a lot of parent-child healing or a lot of parent-grandparent healing. It's just the nature of the work because not everyone knows past two,
0: three generations. So, Okay, so for everyone listening, I mean, those were some really huge, major, big things that all of us experienced, you know, some of them at some point in time. Yeah, that's an amazing list of reasons. Do you recommend integrating constellations with other types of therapy, somatic work, talk therapy, EMDR, anything, um, or do like is the constellation going to do what it needs to do no matter what? But would you also recommend integrating it in some other way?
1: So it's a yes and it's a really a two part question there. So the first thing I'll I'll respond with is you said. Um, you know, does, does FCT kind of clear it all or is there more integration? And the best way I can describe it is that there is a energetic cosmic DNA part of us that exists. We cannot deny that, right? We are souls in a human body. We're having a, a, that kind of experience. So we can really rely on FCT to cleanse, clear, heal those kinks in the hose, bring that life force energy back to us. But then and this is a hard lesson I had to learn through my experience because I thought one FCT and I'm cured. And it was like, <laughs> no, then there's the nervous system. So we've cleared the energetic part of it, but now we have to get into the body. Now we have to make sure that we, we, we help your body understand it's safe to have what you want. It's okay for you to desire things and for them to come into your life. Like uh, for me, I'll speak on behalf of just a personal experience. I, wanted a, a life partner, like a true love life partner, for so long. And called in. I channeled my boyfriend's name like a year before I met him. I had no clue who he was, and I got his last name. And I was like, "This is bullshit. I'm making this up." And then I met him, and I was like, "Wait a second. I I was. I think I'm onto something." Oh, but wow. I called in the relationship. I moved through all the blocks, right? I moved through the divorce, the family stuff, whatever. And the first few months of our relationship was very disruptive for my nervous system and i self-sabotage quite a lot in the beginning of the relationship and that is actually what initiated into me having this belief with fct that the nervous system and the body has to be a very important component to this work so it's a yes and two parts but in this modality um we operate within a morphogenic field of consciousness So it basically holds the entire information of the universe, including past, present and potential events, as well as higher self-consciousness. So while I primarily use spirits like during the intake and occasionally connecting with ancestors, I really heavily rely on the field to reveal what's happening and what's stuck. And during a session, I will definitely look to the field's guidance to help clients gain clarity or uncover unconscious patterns. And so when when working with you in a session, I always ask the field to bring the unconscious to the surface and make it conscious. That is like an intention I set from the beginning. And we utilize the consciousness field extensively in FCT because it guides the client to map out family system dynamics through the papers and then identify any barriers or blocks the client may not be aware of. So as you stand on each paper during the session, you're essentially channeling the field and allowing it to provide healing and insights. And so the the versatility of the consciousness field extends way beyond kind of therapy and it can be applied to various aspects of life. I will say, nevertheless, though, in FCT, it plays a huge crucial role in helping clients understand and kind of address their family and personal challenges. And honestly, the process is fascinating. I could talk about being on the papers all day long, how you stand on a paper and all of a sudden you just know things and channel things and see visions. And I don't know how to explain it other than it's a consciousness thing. Um, so, you know, that's kind of like a long-winded answer to there are so many ways to, that the, the field is going to support you in bringing up what is ready to be healed. And also, even though we heal it throughout the, the, the cosmic DNA of our family, as Spirit likes to say it to me, um, there is the nervous system and the body
0: that we must look at. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. After my session with you, I strongly felt that the constellation was just doing its thing. The field was doing its thing no matter what I did. But I also, like, it was like I was speaking to Mike about it and it was nice to just process it. I haven't had a chance to speak about it in therapy yet, but I feel like that would just be like a nice supportive thing for me. But it's very much doing its thing through my body and my life for sure. Well, and your case
1: was very interesting. It was on the spectrum of like what happens after an FCT. Yours was a little bit on the intense side, which is actually really beautiful. And I kind of want to get into that. Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. So after an FCT, I always give follow-up work to a client. You know, sometimes it's do some EFT, journal, burn the papers or meditate like spirit and your higher self will really give me what is in the highest and best good for Brooke moving through post-session. And so I think I did give you some homework Mm -hmm. and um, it's really up to the client if they want to continue it, but the energy of the vibration of the session continues for up to two weeks after. And so for me, after a session, my common symptoms on the spectrum of integration afterwards, if you want to call it is I get really tired Sometimes I get a little sleepy. I need to take an Epsom salt bath. I need a hug from my boyfriend or cuddle the dogs. I just, you know, that's kind of my way of like settling, settling all of the information that I've processed. And I also do them like once or twice a month. That's a lot. So my body has a different frequency with it. But for someone who's experiencing it for the first time, and this is where we're going to get really spiritual and and you kind of have to open up the the crown to receive this kind of information, but we're working with something called cosmic DNA. So when I first started doing FCTs for people and for myself too, I was experiencing very intense upper limits and then breaking through them and having these like really intense moments where I would receive the vibration of the healing and my physical body could only handle so much. And so I would get sick or I would get really tired and I would and I would have to take time to integrate. So there's our physical DNA which is also shifting and changing as we're breaking up these patterns, but there's the cosmic DNA as well. And so the cosmic DNA is something that we are all a part of. It's a vibration we're connected through through in our lineage where something happened to great grandma. Yes, it happened, it's happening through our bodies, but it's also happening through this energetic cosmic DNA as well. So to get back to your situation, I think because you're so intentionally dedicated to working with plant medicine, that opens you up so much. I mean, that drops the ego and connects you to something so I mean, mycelium, are they're, they form communities. That's how they all connect with each other. So you are using that to connect, right? So you're already tapped in. So you're already open. So when you do something like FCT and you're open and your body and your higher self are in alignment that this healing can really come through and happen then you may experience some more intense symptoms. But what I do want to talk about, are you okay if we chat a little bit about the some of the topics yeah, that your totally. family is So you have Holocaust trauma in your family. That is the most intense trauma that I have ever worked with as a facilitator. I mean, I have multiple clients that have had Holocaust trauma. It is the most intense thing to work with because There was one single person who wanted to dissolve an entire group of human beings and basically told them in a certain vibration they are wrong for even existing. And so your body is shut down. Your energetic body shuts down. The cosmic DNA is so stuck. It is so tightly wound that when you use something like FCT to infuse light and energy and love into something so tightly, traumatically wound... Not only are you going to experience this revelation of energetic expansion, but you're also going to experience that on a physical level as well. So the night sweats was you purging. I mean, that was like number one, your body. And so why I said it's so beautiful is because you're a beautiful example of what happens when somebody is has a lot of trauma, is willing to face it, acknowledge it and heal it and be an open channel for true healing to happen Yes, it's going to be uncomfortable if you go through a lot of like a, a big purge. Give yourself a couple of months and you will look back and be like, "Oh my god, I don't even remember those patterns anymore. I don't even know how to identify with them anymore." And this is the part of FCT. I I I struggle with sometimes because I can't explain what it is and and so many like psychologists or people that are analytical or logical, they want to know like, "Well, how does it work?" It's like this is where divine trust comes in you just have to trust that there is a bigger power at work here that you are channeling this healing for yourself it's rippling out into your family you're not only just physical dna You're cosmic dna and we have to trust in the wholeness of who we are and now allow the sum of that whole, the sum of those parts of that wholeness to really heal too
0: I love that. And it reminds me so much of medicine work. Like there's just an element of mystery to it that we will never be able to understand with our logical thinking minds, no matter how much people want to understand it. And um, yeah, I was having massive purges. I mean, the night sweats were crazy. I've never experienced something like that before, but it felt good. Like it felt good. I felt like a huge release in the morning when I'd wake up. After one, um, can I ask about another symptom I was experiencing? Yeah, um, because we haven't gotten to talk about this yet. So I ha- I got my period a bit. I don't remember how, a- how soon after the constellation and my cycle was completely different than it's ever been before. So I track my cycle. I'm like very familiar with my cycle and all the stages of it. But the actual like bleeding part this time was so different. It was just so different. It lasted longer. Mm-hmm. The, the flow was like different. The pain. I usually have cramping on the first day, which is something I've dealt with my whole life. And I'm. it's like something I'm very much working on and I've consistently been working on, but I still get cramps. And usually it's like the first day of my cycle i get really bad cramps but this like this the cramping was was just different and the whole thing was was different so i would love to hear more about w- your take on this and like what might have been going on or right, do i have
1: permission to share some things from your you session
0: permission to share anything yeah okay
1: so we worked heavily on your sacral chakra
0: mm. in the session.
1: we worked right. on that we worked on the holocaust trauma that showed up with mom and dad's family. And although we dove really deep into dad's family, there were some touch points with mom, with the parentification and the masculine versus feminine and the protection mechanisms, right? So as you're saying this to me, what I'm hearing and kind of what I'm sensing is your cycle is the purge. It's the feminine release, right? Mm. And so a lot of feminine embodiment coaches and teachers will say, dedicate your, your cycle to something because this is the, the woman's ability to cleanse from the last 28 to 31 days. Or if your cycle is longer cleanse, what's no longer working for you. The body is releasing and, and purging basically. And then, you know, you get back into the, the new cycle. So um. What's coming up for me when you tell me this is that you may have been holding on to a lot of this trauma in the sacral and even in the root. Obviously, we talked talk a lot about the root, right, and, and family system and, and home and feeling grounded. So the root and the sacral, I'll always look at those for things like, um, you know, masculine and feminine energy. And so your body may have just been using your period as a means to cleanse what is no longer serving you post-session. And what that does is we look at that energetic part, but we also have to look at the physical. So things may be changing in your physical body as a result of releasing this trauma. You may be coming more in tune with your cycle in alignment with you rather than in alignment with carrying the trauma, right? Mm -hmm. If you're having cravings and you're reconnecting with your inner child, root chakra, that is coming back to play. Like you are reconnecting with your inner child. So there's multiple facets in different layers. And I wish I could say that I could give one blanket answer for everybody, but I really, this is, the part of me that has to be very intentional with this work is I have to listen to every single piece of information that comes through and make copious notes to piece all of those puzzle pieces together to write a pattern that I see happening or a block that I see happening in order to serve the client and their specific situation. So for you, I would say your inner child is already getting healing. The divine feminine part of you is coming in and really getting into alignment as you're releasing the trauma And your body is helping you continue to purge just in a different way. Also, we talked a little bit about your struggle with the eating disorders. And so you're craving like ice cream and all these sugary things that like kids love. Maybe that's your inner child saying like it could be a hormonal thing, too. It could be like a result of a hormonal shift happening in the body but maybe that's also your inner child saying hey we never allowed ourselves we had we lived in so much control growing up and the food was the way that we got control let's let go of the control and really heal this and get the ice cream Mm -hmm. and get the cake and get the pizza and allow ourselves to indulge so that we can show our inner child hey so it's okay. You can you can drop the need for control through food. It is safe to have ice cream. It's safe to have pizza in moderation. I can still be healthy and still enjoy these delicious foods. And so you just have to look at it as part of the healing process, in my opinion. You know, other people may think differently, but that's what I think.
0: I love that. Yeah. And <clears throat> for those of you listening, I was telling Kat that since my constellation almost two weeks ago my appetite has been very strange almost non-existent except for foods like french fries, ice cream, fruit, bread, yeah, just like the appetite of a child and um i'm just rolling with it because for me to eat very little won't serve me and so i'm just trying to eat and like if i have an appetite for french fries but not some chicken i'm just going to eat the french fries right now so that i have something in me and Also, ever since the constellation, like I've had to let go of a lot of my routine and structure because like my neck was hurting or I had a bit of a fever. And so my body was just telling me like, you can't do all the routine that you want to do, which is very healthy for me. After my constellation, I was telling Mike about it and he was saying that my mantra should be no routine by default because i can get so rigid and i i've been working on this for years but still it's it comes up in my daily life and so yeah mike was like just have no routine by default and then if you want to do something in any sort of structured way like great go for it but that's not the the norm and so i i loved that
1: <laughs> well and the control correct me if i'm wrong but the control gives you safety right 100 billion percent so this yeah. is I do sense that there I do want to note that I don't think it's all the inner child stuff I do sense that there may be some hormonal changes happening with the mm. hurt, so just be mindful of that um but i will say like there is nothing like giving our inner child what they truly desire that they never got when they were kids or that they got but were shamed for so they never Mm. were really able to enjoy it and pleasure sits in the sacral chakra but guilt removes pleasure instantaneously and when we have uh struggles with like addictions or controls or especially to things that bring us pleasure. As soon as we feel pleasure and we're taught to feel guilt about it, it removes the pleasure instantaneously. So that emptiness is there. The pleasure only exists for a moment, but the guilt removes that pleasure. So when we have never given ourselves the pleasure of enjoying certain foods or certain things in life because of the guilt of other people's beliefs or stories or shame or whatever there's always this hole that is never fully fulfilled. And when you experience pleasure in any way that sits in the sacral, whether it's through food or sex or whatever it is, pleasure expands, it's filling. So if you never experience that filling in your your body and in the sacral, it's just gonna keep it empty. So that's why it's so important to fill the pleasures that you have in life in moderation in a healthy way that feels satisfying to you because then it almost gets rid of the guilt in a sense over time, not gets, gets rid of it, but it it teaches you that you don't need to feel guilty because it's okay to feel pleasure. It's okay to feel good in eating the French fries. And we don't need to resort to guilting ourselves because one, one order of French fries doesn't matter. It's not going to ruin your life. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Everything you're saying resonates so deeply. Pleasure of any kind was like not allowed in my family. Like, My father is the son of Holocaust survivors. And he, even though he, he's worked so hard all his life and he, he has the ability to, you know, live well and, and enjoy himself. He does not let himself. And my mom too has this in other ways. So yeah, everything you're saying resonates so deeply. And thank you for sharing that. So let's talk about intentional medicine work and how it can pair so beautifully with FCT. So do you want to share more about how the two can go together and any personal experiences that you want to share on this as well?
1: Yeah, um, I would love to, because as I mentioned in the beginning, when we first started recording, you know, I found you through um, Krista of almost 30. She was talking about you guys. And I was, I was feeling called to the medicine and I bought the program in like November of 2021. And I didn't even open it or do it until like March of 2022. Cause I was so like nervous and scared and it made such an incredible impact on me. And I didn't realize the kind of impact it would have on me long-term with my work but what I, what I personally experienced in microdosing with plant medicine, specifically psilocybin, is that it really drops my ego and it allows me to tap into like higher forms of truth and love and interconnectedness between me and people or me and earth or even me and, me and my higher self or me and myself. So every time I, I microdose, I feel a lot more connected and in tune with my inner world, which then beautifully magnifies into the outer world, if that makes sense. Like like I'm so connected with what's happening around me and what's happening within me, that it's both expansive and like internal at the same time. I don't really know how to describe it other than that. Um, I will say that I have had more difficult moments with the medicine where it brings up a lot of depth and unprocessed grief or emotions. But even then, there's an expansiveness to it because it allows me to drop my ego so I can really allow the feelings to expand rather than what I would normally do, which is contract and hide from them. So I actually started dabbling in combining psilocybin and microdosing with FCT a year ago, almost a year year ago, last year. Um, and for the first few times that I showed up to a session microdosing, it did the same exact thing. It dropped my ego around whatever I was healing And it really supported me in tuning into the consciousness field on on the papers in a more expansive way. And I think that ultimately what the mushrooms for me try to do is dissolve the ways that I kept myself contracted and stuck and do what they're naturally wired to do, which is to connect and grow and expand and create communities and channel life force energy So we are really not that separate from the mushrooms in that way, because we also experience these intentionally when working with the medicine. But when you're doing it with FCT, it just brings a a more expansive awareness. I mean, you stand on the papers and you're still kind of experiencing each paper for what it is. But I find that I was not questioning myself as much. And I was just kind of like, oh, I've never really been open to seeing this before because my ego always says you're wrong or, you know, this isn't, you're making this up or how do you know all of this? But the mushrooms were just kind of like, no, no, it's okay. We're we're going to help kind of just pop the bubble on the ego a little bit.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I cannot even imagine microdosing before a session with you like that sounds amazing and I'd maybe love to try it one day. Yeah, of course. Anytime you want. (laughs) So you hold massive and and deep wisdom around family lineage, ancestry, and the repetition of cycles and patterns. And I would love to dive into this a bit more because I'm a family therapist. I went to school for, for family therapy and... I, you know, got my education in this, and and I'm really grateful for everything I learned in school, but it just does not come close to the the wisdom I feel you hold, because academia doesn't bring in that spiritual component, and so I love learning about family systems. I just love it, but in school, it was very psychological, which is still exciting, but like to bring in the the spiritual element adds so much when you are looking at a family system. I mean, it just, it it adds like an infinite amount of of wisdom. I also learned in school that the more people you have in the therapy room, the better. And so they would always teach us like, if if you can get a parent in or a partner or a sibling or, or, you know, the whole family, grandparents, the more people, the better. As soon as you bring someone else in the system into the room, the work can happen a lot faster. And so with FCT, you can literally bring in the entire lineage, which is impossible to do in physical form. And so I was just reflecting on that after my session with you. And I was like, wow, we just had a session with with everyone. (laughs) It's amazing. right? Literally. And, and in the physical, sometimes even to get a partner or a parent, it's they don't want to come. And so with FCT, it's like you just have everyone there and it's amazing. Yeah, I just feel like your wisdom runs so deep because it's it's not things that I was able to, to learn in a classroom. And there's such a, a spiritual component to what you do. And so would you be able to speak more to, I mean, this is such like a big question, so answer it in any way that feels good for you, but... Could you speak more to ancestry and the family lineage and how situations or, or patterns can repeat themselves when they're not healed? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And it may be a, a longer answer because there's, there's really so many nuances when it comes to this, but I will, I will give it a good, a good shot. Um, let's go back to what I mentioned earlier about the phrase my, my mentor coined, which is that our family systems are like hoses. So, every time that a trauma happens of any kind in a family, it can cause a kink in the hose, right? Well, if we were to compare the flow of water through the hose to life force energy flowing through the family, if there is a kink in that hose, can the water flow through that, through it and out the end? No, it's impossible. I mean, you may get little drips of something, but nothing like what you really are looking for. So, The end of the hose where the water comes out acts as a representative of the client. You know, they want to experience a life of ease and flow and feeling like their desires can come to be and come to life and that they can have the dream life that they envision for themselves. And because I really do believe, you know, this is this is hopefully evident in the sessions as well what we desire and what we want is a glimpse into really what is possible for us. The reason we desire it is because there's a vibrational match to it as Abraham Hicks always says. So when we constantly feel blocked in life and we have a hard time finding the root cause or the reason of why we feel blocked, a lot of the times the ancestral root will be super important to look at because you could be unconsciously repeating a pattern that's stuck in your in your lineage and have no clue. So the best way I can describe how familial patterns start or form and then continue is this. Number one, a traumatic event happens that triggers a reaction in us. So Dr. Gabor Mate says trauma is not actually the event. It's the reaction to the event, right? And we're really learning that there's a lot of truth in that. Number two, this reaction that we have to a a certain event serves a very important purpose for our survival to cope with a traumatic event or to continue to, quote unquote, live in this traumatic environment. And as a sidebar, you know, when we're children, we have no choice but to live in the trauma. So what happens to us between zero and 10 years old are the most impactful year of our lives, especially for our subconscious. And many of us who had traumatic childhoods won't remember a lot of our younger years. I was one of them. You know, I, I think I remembered family vacations and a couple Christmases and, and that's it. Everything else I remembered was painful. So our brains shut down in order to survive and get through the day because otherwise at that age, had we been able to process what was actually happening around us or inside of us without the maturity or the tools or the life experience we have when we're older, we would just stop functioning. And actually that is something I see in clients they will say, I, as a kid, I used to faint all the time and I would have fainting episodes out of nowhere and I have no clue why. I just had one uh, earlier last week. This is why. There's so much chaos going on. We don't have the tools and the capacity to understand it. Number three in the process of the patterns, because most of the time in our families, the trauma is never acknowledged, talked about, or let alone even healed, we start to become habitually attuned to certain patterns of coping surviving protecting and defending ourselves so while these are mechanisms that once served a very big purpose for us in the face of trauma our brains and our bodies and our nervous systems don't learn to regulate and when we continue to live in these survival patterns and ultimately fight flight freeze or fawn now why does that happen because it's not addressed there's no coping tools for it that are healthy and in alignment with a healthy body and mind So what happens when we continue certain behaviors and thoughts and actions or beliefs is they become patterns that shape the way that we move through life. Once this happens across multiple generations, you then have intergenerational trauma, which is what FCT works with. And I will say too that the trauma or the act of trauma doesn't have to look the same in the pattern, multi-generational. So when I'm looking at a pattern, I'm usually looking for a repeated theme AKA I'm looking for loss, control, anger, shut down from emotions, et cetera. And it is possible that people repeated certain behaviors um, and that, you know, there could be multiple generations of like addiction that are markers that we look for in FCT, but that's very specific to each person. So I would like to share a kind of an example of what something looks like where we're looking for a theme rather than maybe an exact marker identifier. But if you want to understand if there are any patterns happening in your family system over multiple generations, there's a tool we use called age mapping and it is a great tool for that. It may not be obvious when you do age mapping right away what the the theme is, but if you know enough about your family, you can find themes at certain ages that are being repeated. So age mapping is the best way that I tell clients to do it is take a big piece of paper, Draw three lines horizontally on the paper. And these are going to represent timelines of mom, dad, and you. And you go through what you know from mom's birth until the age that she's at or if she's passed when she passed. And you go through, you know, uh, mom told me once that when she was eight years old, her dad, you know, physically abused her. Or um, mom went to college at 18. Mom got married at 20. You just go through the major life events. You go through the same thing with dad. And then you go through you at the end and you look for what age or similar, you know, within two or three years, like what ages did I start to repeat certain things? Right. So I'll give you an example. And this is a very, very general example. This is kind of based off of a pattern that I see with a lot of women, but hopefully you can follow along. So let's just say a client comes to me and they say, um, that they are, they're 32 years old and they have endometriosis. They're suffering from terrible cramps and PMDD and they're struggling to get pregnant. And despite the endometriosis, the doctor's saying, you should have no problem. I can't even tell you how many times I hear that. I heard that myself. So I'm like, okay, let's, let's go back into the family system. I wanna go into the maternal lineage first. Tell me about your mom. And the client says, well, my mom had an abortion at 24. She had a miscarriage at 28. She has a deep fear of her feminine nature, like she's very masculine, and she kind of lacked that nurturing motherly ability, right? And, And that's not black and white all the time, but that's kind of the gist of what I'll get from someone. And I'm like, okay, well, we know that it didn't start with mom, most likely, so let's go back to grandma. What do we know about grandma? Well, my mom told me once that my grandma had, like, three miscarriages between 24 and 32, and my grandma was very angry, and she was very sad all the time, and she was just very non-emotional, and my grandma, like, you know, she died early, and she was not very happy. Like, I never saw her happy, and so what I start looking for is, okay, so there's a theme of loss. I will ask, do you know anything about great-grandma? not really i think she lost her dad at a young age okay so now we're starting to see a pattern right we're seeing there's loss people are losing people and the people that are dying are not being acknowledged and there's addiction that's happening in the family because of the loss i mean there's all these things right traumas all are mostly different. Like the theme of loss is happening here in this example in the maternal lineage, unacknowledged babies leaves a hole in the family system. We call those early deaths. Anyone that passes before 55 leaves kind of a black hole in the family system and future generations will kind of quote unquote fall into these holes because no one has healed from the trauma or the loss here. So then future generations will fall into the hole repeating the theme in different ways. Because, you know, we, we can also get into the topic of soul contracts and blueprints, like every soul has a different blueprint and what they're here to do. But, you know, there's, there's, there's the previous trauma that hasn't been healed as well. So in this example, not only do we have a loss of babies, we have a loss of connection to self, a loss of connection to a motherly nature that all women, you know, innately will possess. Um, if you're looking at it through the polarity of female and masculine and feminine energy. And then also the feminine ability to create from the sacral. So likely there is trauma even farther back around miscarriages for grandma. But most of us don't know more than two generations back. It's Pretty rare. So we do the work we need to on us again. Right. So we show up for ourselves in representation for the family trauma that we know about and trust that the ripple effect will happen 14 generations behind us. So what I would do in this situation is I would put in grandma in the field. I would put in mom, or maybe if there's a lot of similar themes, I'd put in the maternal lineage. I'd put in the client. I'd put in maybe um, infertility issues as a paper in the field, just to see where that shows up. If that's really blocked between the maternal lineage and I would throw in the client and maybe their intention. That's kind of a big field. Um, If I, if it was someone's first time, I may do a smaller one, but I want to specify that in this If this was a session, like the example I just gave, I would look at multiple other kinds of family dynamics and traumas as well that would be affecting each generation. It's definitely not a one-size-fits-all ever. This isn't black and white, but that was kind of an example of something common that we see, especially in maternal lineages where women come to me with infertility issues, and we have to look at who lost babies and didn't acknowledge them, what other loss happened in the family, how are people shut down, how are these women shut down from their feminine energy, um, and this is a this is a really big thing that we look for when it comes to patterns, and that was a very long response, but that is essentially what my job is as a facilitator, is to figure out where did the trauma happen, where are the kinks in the hose, where is life force energy not flowing through to the client, how are we going to get the client to meet her intention by healing all of these kinked parts of the hose.
0: I mean, that's am- amazing. That is Amazing. Thank you I'm so like much. I'm like a detective. Yeah, I find this just so fascinating. It's, it's amazing to me, this work that you do. Yeah.
1: It's, um, you you kind of have to have both a logical, analytical brain and also uh, an open spiritual brain for it all because you have to see a lot of different pieces at once. That's why the first sessions, first few sessions can be very overwhelming, um and i always trust that the field and spirit and the ancestors are going to give that client exactly what they need and also to you know when people do sessions they're like this is so much information at the end they're like I- how am i going to process all of this don't just right. just let it integrate just right. let it sit with you for 2 weeks don't try to like go over it too much for the first 2 weeks just let it process use your tools EFT meditation dance parties walking whatever you need to do to embody everything Also a great tool is, and I will do this for myself after any kind of healing session, I will sit and I'll say, spirit and my higher self, you have permission to integrate all of this subconsciously through my body and my DNA and emotionally, like you can like do what you need to do to help and support me in integrating this so that I don't have to rack my brain over what happened. Just allow it to be. I can't even tell you every single time it works. I don't know how, but it does.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. And actually, hearing you give that example was so helpful for me because it, it helped me tap into some things that I like that maybe are connected to what was going on with my cycle. Like my mom had uterine cancer, and um, like there's, you know, abortions in the field. So just a lot of stuff going on. So um, this brings me to my next question. We're almost done. How often do you think we should have sessions with you? Because I'm so excited for more, but I I want to do it in the appropriate way. Yeah. Um honestly, it's interesting because some
1: clients come to one session and they get everything that they need. That happens a lot with spirit mm-hmm. babies, like spirit ba- like that. Yeah, yeah, women who are trying to get pregnant, there's like, oh, there's like one more thing that they just really need to clean up ancestrally and those tend to be bigger sessions. Mm-hmm. Um and they get everything they need in that healing, which is so beautiful. Like I have no expectations. I know that I trust the field is going to work for anyone whatever they need. Most people will need like three to five, depending on the trauma that's showing up in the family system. But I have definitely had people who sign up for my coaching program, which is three months long, and it's 12 plus FCTs. Um, I've done three years worth of them at least once a month and that's because I you know I use FCT for literally everything my boyfriend's like oh like he'll make a joke I'll be like oh man like my back or something and he'll be like oh FCT and I'm like yeah I'm gonna put
0: it in an FCT <laughs> yeah like,
1: what's blocking me from feeling that's good amazing and it isn't to say that FCT is the end-all be-all it's just my favorite way to move through blocks and by the way I want to touch on this real quick too if you don't mind um But you can, you can put anything in the field. It doesn't just have to be family stuff. I have put businesses in the field. So like CEOs, CFOs, founders, belief systems, the morals and, you know, values that the company's built on any blocks that they're experiencing. I, I put my ex-husband in the field without my family because I wanted to see like, what is blocking me in my current relationship Mm. from that. I've put in, um, like self-limiting beliefs with things that have to do outside of my family I mean, truthfully, this work will ultimately just show you like what patterns are running certain systems in your life and what's blocking you from what you desire or you want. And if you're noticing that pattern or beliefs or stories are blocking you and holding you back and you know you want more, we can put it into a field. And I, I will say, though, most of the time we end up talking about family because they have such a deep impact on our lives. But um, you don't have to do it for family either.
0: I know Michael has a session with you tomorrow and we're so excited. It's just I can't wait through for him. (laughs) He's very excited. We were going to do a business constellation, but then it just turned out that we were going to have separate sessions and yeah, family wanted to come up. So always. So do you believe that you could be your own ancestor in a family line? Like your soul can be your great, great, great grandparent or something like that. Y- 1,000% yes. Like if there, is,
1: if there is one thing I have learned from Spirit in my time doing this work is that you cannot doubt the grander plan that Spirit has created. Like there is, you know, they show me blueprints a lot and they show me soul contracts and obviously cosmic DNA and Spirit always reminds me at like, if, if, we, if we were supposed to digest everything in the human mind about how we reincarnate and why we would drive ourselves crazy. Like there is always a grander plan in everything that we do in life, whether we think we have it all figured out or not. Um, We just really, at the end of the day, we have to, we really have to just trust that, that plan and why we're in a human body on earth having this experience and we're here, I mean, I will say this to the person listening and to you and to even myself, like, you are here for a very unique and important reason. A 1000%, there is zero doubt about that in my mind. I don't care who's listening. You are here for an important reason. Now, if being your great, great, great grandmother reincarnated means that she gets to be a living, breathing embodiment and piece of you and experience through you what she did not have back then, how fucking beautiful is that? But sometimes we're not meant to know all the pieces of the story, you know what I mean? But I have seen it in my family. We think that my cousin who actually told me about FCT, I always had this kind of intuitive feeling that my aunt who passed from breast cancer at 52 um, was reincarnated in her daughter. And then I kind of opened up about it very cautiously because you never want, I never want to like plant stuff. I'm very, 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 very cautious about that stuff, but I kind of brought it up one day. And my cousin goes, oh, my God, did I never tell you what happened to me when I got pregnant? She basically said she was getting a facial and she was pregnant like very early on with her daughter. And she felt my aunt's energy like come into her and she shot up off the bed and she was like, oh, my God, like she felt my aunt there. And then my cousin's daughter will say things that remind us of our aunt. And it's just like really, really kind of eerie and bizarre so yeah I mean that's an awesome example of like and you see it on TikTok where kids I remember this little boy came back and was like mommy I was your dad you know like they have these remembrances of past lives and I think if that's part of the grander plan for your soul what's more beautiful than that
0: oh that's so beautiful thank you so much for sharing that
1: yeah
0: is there anything else you would like to share I feel like, what have I not shared? I feel like I've (laughs) shared so much. I I do feel like there are some things
1: that may be really hard to kind of, you know, understand with this work. I I think um, part of my challenge in being an FCT facilitator is explaining what the heck goes on in this work. So I want to apologize if it was a little bit like, uh, you know, uh, nitty gritty in some ways, especially, with some of the examples but I mean this is the root of what I do and if somebody listened to it and they resonate and they're like oh my god like I'm seeing this in my life please know that as your sign FCT is for you
0: oh I thought the way you explained things were so beautiful and the examples really helped me to understand things more deeply yeah okay good. so in the show notes everyone can find Kat's info but do you want to share here where people can find you and how they can work with you yeah, I keep it simple.
1: My Instagram handle is at cat K-A-T underscore Dow, D as in David, A-O-U. Uh, and then my website is com. That's all I got, just two two mediums of my work <laughs> beautiful and so if it's your first time booking I ask that you always book a two-hour session we're going to need plenty of time in the intake and I want you to have plenty of time on the papers and just to get all the time that you need re- repeating clients book two-hour sessions but you can book a 90-minute session if you're a
0: repeat client too to everyone listening I cannot recommend Cat enough she is divine. Her work is divine. I'm so excited for another constellation when it's time with you. Yes. And I just feel so blessed and grateful that FCT with you has come into my life. It feels mm-hmm. like a, a massive blessing. So um, book with Kat. She books up. So get in there when it feels you know aligned for you. There's no pressure, but get, get in there. I highly recommend when you're ready. I would say if you're feeling at all the intuitive pull to work with Kat, book the session, you know, you don't have to know exactly how it's going to go or what you're going to talk about yet. Like just book the session and trust that your intention will come in time. And, and Kat leaves. So like you led me so much in the session. I didn't have to know anything. Yeah. I'm yeah. really excited for, for people to work with you. I want to add to that too.
1: If you are a little bit nervous about just getting in and booking a session, I have a free 30 minute discovery call that you can book with me. And that 30 minutes, you can tell me what you're coming into wanting to heal, wanting to work on, and I will give you some direction before deciding to book a session. But most importantly, I want you to trust me. And I want us to feel like it's a good relationship, you know, as a a facilitator and a client. So if you're having any trepidation at all, just book the free 30 minute discovery call.
0: We can chat and you can decide from there if it's for you. Just like medicine work, family constellation therapy to me is like magical. It's magic. There's just such an element of mystery and magic to it. And it's, it's beautiful. So thank you so much, Kat, for your time, your wisdom. I'm so grateful that you were here today. And um, thank you so much for the work that you do it likewise it's
1: such an honor to share this information and thank you so much for having me
0: if you are feeling called to explore intentional work with psychedelics to support your healing and evolution be sure to explore our courses sessions and trainings we offer 30-day intentional microdosing containers prep and integration support for your medicine journey and so much more Life is a ceremony, and Axis Mundi is here to be by your side on this most sacred journey inward. Thank you so much for being here, and I look forward to being with you next time.